Hi everyone, finally it's here, Vision Night. We're so excited to have you here with us. You know, we had a, had a vision this night. Uh, we were envisioning having the whole board here and the whole team and spouses and everyone, but due to COVID, we're following the rules. That's important, we wanna be safe. And so we're just here with a, with a, with a few people here that we're gonna introduce to you later. Uh, from the board, from from our team and all that sort of stuff. We'll get into that. Here's just a quick overview of what we're going to do tonight, okay? Number one, my wife is going to speak to you for a couple of minutes. You're going to get a little introduction to us and our heart in this whole thing. Number two, I'm going to spend a little time talking about why this church. I mean, there's a bunch of churches in Steinbeck already, a bunch of really good churches. So why another church, okay? We're going to talk about that question and the vision and everything. And then after that, we're going to reveal the church name. We're going to talk about what we're doing with youth and children's men and small groups and all of that. So we got a great evening for you. I'm going to start off with a word of prayer, and then you can listen to my wife for once. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this vision you're birthing. We thank you for the amazing people. Uh, I just so wish, I can hardly wait till the end of COVID, when we can show all the people who are involved in this already and making this happen. This is not just us. It's not just me and Ladon. There's a whole bunch of people behind this. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit here with us tonight. Amen. We pray that you would bring peace and joy and vision and hope to many as we watch and do this together. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, yes, I'm Ladon, and Chris and I have been married for 20 years this June. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing good. It's felt like uh, yeah. And we have four <laughs> incredible kids. Uh, Joy, she's 15. Charlie's 12. Eden's 10. Boaz is 7. And uh, we've had a lot of adventures in 20 years. But if someone had told us we'd be launching a new ministry in 2021, uh, yeah, we would not have believed them. <laughs> but here we are. And so, yeah, I'm going to share a little bit about us and how we got here. So we went to high school together, graduated 1996. Uh, so you can do the math. Um, but we officially met. Uh, we didn't really hang out in high school. We officially met at a college and career bowling event back in 1998 that Chris was running. And uh, he says it was love at first sight. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was just being nice to the new girl. So, But he pursued and uh, very quickly won me over with his genuine joy and zest for life and his commitment to always wanting to do right, to do the right thing. And so we were engaged a year later. And uh, in June of 2001, after we graduated from university, uh, we got married. And then six weeks after that, no commitments or real life responsibilities, we jumped on a plane to Seoul, Korea, and spent a year there teaching English at an elementary school. And we just had an incredible year there, a great adventure for our first year of marriage. And it was while we were there that Chris really sensed God calling him into ministry. And I have to say, I was initially very nervous about that, not knowing what that would mean for our future and for a family in the future. Um, but I did see in Chris an incredible teaching gift and a way of exploring deep truths and explaining them to people in simple and exciting ways. And so I thought, and we both knew that if he didn't use it, we'd be missing an opportunity. And so we said, yes, we came home and uh, got a job at a local church and we're there for 18 years. Um, I had a few part-time jobs, but helped Chris with young adults and cells. And then once we had kids, I started a ministry for moms that I led for over 10 years and was on staff there at the church for seven. So 
we had a lot of good years there, really great memories. Um, it was an awesome time of ministry. And then a year ago, God set into motion some events that made it clear that he was calling us out to do something new. And so initially that was very shocking, very jarring. We had not expected that at all. Um, there was a lot to process and go through. Um, but something in God's word, Ecclesiastes 3, where it says there's a time for everything a time to, a season for everything, a time to plant and a time to uproot. And I'm not great with plants, but I do know that if you keep them in the same soil for too long, they eventually wither, they take out all the nutrients in the soil and they die. And so a plant has to get taken out, its roots have to get shaken up and they have to be replanted into good soil. So here we are in new soil and we're really excited to get started with this ministry. There's been an incredible team alongside of us walking through this journey. And we're excited to share our vision for this, for the, for the, the future. So that's that. Thanks, babe. Yeah. We, got, we should get her preaching, hey? Oh, yeah. Put, put some emojis in there if you think uh, <laughs> we should get her, her uh, preaching. That was awesome. Thanks. Thanks, honey. Well, I want to just talk a bit about this question, why this church? Okay? Lots of good churches. Again, I want to emphasize that repeatedly. Lots of churches here in this area. Lots of churches online. And lots of good churches. So why this church? And I want to talk about three things I feel. And, and there's, there would be more. You can't just reduce it to three. But in, in one evening, three is enough. I want to talk about three reasons why this church. And the first reason I want to talk about is that more help is needed to reach the next generation. And we're really passionate about this here. Uh, you know, 10 years ago now, it's, it's 10 years this year, back in 2011, George Barna, uh, did a very famous study where he found that 59% of young people who were growing up in good Christian homes at good churches, you know, growing up all their lives. So we're not talking about people who just became a Christian for a couple of months and then walked away. We're talking about people who grew up in Christian families, in Christian homes, went to church every week. 59% of them, that's well over half, were leaving the faith, leaving Christianity, leaving the church in their 20s and 30s. Two years ago, George Barna did a follow-up study to see which way the trend was, was going. Was it growing? Was that trend growing? Or was that trend shrinking? And he found that actually the trend was growing. And as of two years ago, the numbers here in North America were 64%. So we're basically at now two out of three. You look at all the Christians. So we're not even talking about the non-Christian kids. We're talking about the Christian kids. Two out of three of the Christian kids who grow up going to Sunday school, going to youth, good churches, great churches, going, you know, week after week, good families, going to church, and two-thirds of them, two out of three, are leaving the church in their 20s and 30s. And, uh, you know, for some reason, God's been bringing a lot of these people into my life over the past uh, couple of years. I have a real passion for these people. A couple of weeks ago, in a span of three days, I talked to four different people. Uh, who all of them had grown up in good families, Christian families, went to good churches all their lives. And all four of them are in some part of a journey that has taken them far away from where they started. You know, two of them would say they outright reject God, you know, would call themselves atheists. Uh, some of the other ones, you know, on a, on a journey somewhere else, maybe they've left, maybe they're thinking of coming back, that sort of thing. But in a period of just three days. And I realized after that, you know, we all know people like this. We all have people in our families. We all have friends. We all have friends with families where people have grown up in these families. They've grown up in church and they're walking away from their faith. And again, there's many reasons for that. I don't want to oversimplify it. We're not blaming anyone. This isn't about fear. 
I just believe God's wanting to put some more nets out into the water to do some more fishing. And one of the reasons why I believe numbers of these people are walking away is that this next generation, I got to tell you, is smart. They're really smart. They have good questions. Not only do they have good questions, though, they have smart questions. Okay, they're smart people. And it's not enough anymore, not in this generation, it's not enough anymore to tell people what they have to think. We can't just tell people, hey, that's what the Bible says, that's what we've always believed, that's what you have to believe. We do need to teach them the Bible, but we need to do more than just tell them what to think. We need to teach them how to think. That's, that's, that's just so vital. And in many of my conversations with young people who have moved into a place of doubting their faith or walked away from their faith or questioning their faith, one of the things I've found is that many of them have felt like they were in a culture where they weren't allowed to ask questions. And I think it's so important that these days that we create an environment in churches where we not only allow, but encourage people that they don't have to go and do their questioning on their own. Actually, we can question together. We can do this in relationship. And I believe that when we ask good questions, I firmly believe, I'm convinced, because for my own kids, we got four kids. And I am firmly convinced. I'm not afraid of them asking questions. And, And the reason is because I really believe Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if Jesus really is the truth, we don't need to fear the truth. We don't need to fear any questions because the questions are going to lead us closer to him, particularly if we have a community of believers that's going to walk with us on the way. By the way, I just want to throw a a picture of a book up there. Starting in April, we're going to do a few different six-week small groups. I'm going to do one uh, called After Doubt. How to question your faith without losing it. I'm really excited to do it. It's going to be on Tuesday mornings. I hope so many people sign up that it's not even really a small group anymore and we have to break it up into small groups. But this is, a, this is going to be a course for, you know, well, not a course. This is going to be a discussion and a group for parents with kids who are questioning, people, young people who are watching this and are questioning. And we're just going to create a safe place for asking good questions and seeking after Jesus. It's going to be amazing. And that's part of what we want to do in this church. And it's part of the, part of the vision God has given us for this church. That brings us to a, number, a second thing. Why, why this church? So many good churches, why this church? It's another net in the water to catch fish. There's a second thing that we're really passionate about here in this team. And again, it's not just me and LaDawn. It's, it's us and this team together. Is that we really see a thirst. We see a thirst. People have a thirst for grace. And I'm not just talking about non-Christians. I'm not talking about the world. The world is thirsty for grace. It is. But what I see increasingly is I see many Christians who are thirsty for grace. I see Christians who get up every morning and they care. We, you know, Jesus died on the cross and rose again. We have the good news. That's what, that's what evangelism means. That's what the gospel means. It's good news. He died for us. He loves us. We've been adopted into his family. And yet somehow, and this happens throughout history over and over again, because it's just what we human beings do. We take this amazing good news, okay? The good news of Jesus dying for us. Salvation is a gift. We can be adopted into God's family. And we somehow, generation after generation, we turn it into a list of do's and don'ts. And every generation, again, we have to fight again for grace. We have to fight again to wrestle the good news of the gospel into a language and a context for our culture. And uh, and so I just really believe that the Christian life is about adoption and that the foundation of discipleship is about adoption. Romans 8.15 and I'm going to mess around with, uh, with my PowerPoint people here. I'm going to skip over Romans 8 verse 1. I'm going to go to Romans 8 15. For you did not receive 
the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. This is the foundation for discipleship. As long as you're trying to first earn something with God, you're gonna, that guilt and condemnation is actually going to bow you down. It's not going to, it's not going to launch you into the Christian life. And those of you who are parents, you'll know this, right? How would you feel if every day your children got up and wrestled with whether you loved them or accepted them based on how they behaved? Now, of course, we, we want good behavior. And of course, as Christians, we, we want to have good character. We want to grow in all that. But my point is, your kids, are your kids healthier and better off when they feel they have to earn your favor or when they start confident of your favor? The fact of the matter is, none of us as parents wants our kids going around thinking, well, I'm less of a son today because of how I've behaved, or I'm less of a daughter today because of how I'm behaved. No, how could you be less or more of a son or a daughter? You just are a son or a daughter. And from there, we launch into the Christian life. Guilt and condemnation will hinder us in our walk with God. And this is why, this is why we have to view everything through the lens of the gospel, the lens of the cross. You know, the Apostle Paul said this a couple of thousand years ago, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 2. For I, have this, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I just, I just love that. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's just, that's the source. That's the foundation of discipleship. If we want to be set free in Christ, if we want to live the life Christ has called us to live, we need to learn to put Jesus at the center of everything we do and the, the gospel, the cross, the, the good news of salvation and resurrection uh, over our eyes and view everything through that. That's the first step to discipleship. First, I learn to view myself through the lens of the cross and through the lens of grace. And as I'm set free by that, now I can learn to see the people around me and my spouse and my children through the lens of the cross and of grace. And then my workplace. And yes, even the whole Bible, to learn discipleship is to learn to see Christ and, and grace. Those of you who have been following along with my message series up to this point on Genesis, you'll see one of the things I was showing you throughout is that even in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, where we would think, that's not where you're going to find the story of grace. If you want to find the story of grace, you've got to go to the New Testament. But what I've been showing you is there's grace through the whole book because Jesus is at the center of it all. And this is huge. And this brings us to what our church name is. I'm so passionate about this church name because we wanted a name that would capture that. This, this fact that Jesus is supposed to be at the center of everything and, and the cross. And by the way, when I say the cross... Um, well, I'll get to that in just a moment because I'm getting ahead of myself. But we want the cross to be the lens through which we, we view Scripture, each other, and ourselves. And so I've been sitting on this name, and I was having fun with some of you on Instagram the other day. I know you had some internet problems and, and couldn't see the name. Um, but I've been sitting on this name, just about to blow up, waiting to explode. Um, but we're going to call this new church Crossview Church. <laughs> And uh, I'm just super excited about it because it just captures the essence that the cross is the lens we want to view everything through. Now, I know some of you out there are going to go, but what about the resurrection? And I hear you. You're bang on right. It's just that the cross and the resurrection view church didn't work as well. So 
When we say cross, we're meaning it's symbolizing the whole gospel story. Resurrection is, is very much a part of that, but it's just the whole thing is through the cross. We want to view the Bible through the cross. We want to view God through the cross. We want to view each other through the cross. And we believe that that is the key to everything. And that's why the very first message series I'm going to preach uh, for Crossview Church, it's going to start on Easter. And I just love the timing, you know. It, it just sort of happened. We didn't see this in advance. It just happened as, as things happened. And I don't, I don't believe in coincidences. I think God's spirit is, is at work. But starting on Easter, April 4th, I'm going to preach the first series of Crossview Church is, is going to be a Crossview series. How do we view the Bible through the lens of the cross? How do we view ourselves through the lens of the cross? How do we view each other in the church through the lens of the cross? And I'm so excited because it's the key it's everything. That's the good news. You are already, if you've accepted Jesus into your life, you're already a child of God. And that brings me to the last point. Something you're going to hear me say over and over and over again in the coming months, in the coming years, as long as you can stand me. And that is this. Everything is spiritual. Okay? If Jesus is at the center of everything and the cross is the lens through which we view everything, then everything becomes spiritual. And that is such a passion. I, I believe this church needs to really exalt that truth. That so many Christians, and, I, and, I, and we don't do it consciously. And we don't do it because we're bad. It's just, this is just what we do. We're humans. But we've segregated certain things in life as being spiritual. So when I go to church, when I do, you know, when I pray, read my Bible, there's certain things I do. That's when I'm being spiritual and pleasing God. And in the rest of my life, that's just kind of human life. But the fact of the matter is, Jesus doesn't want to be at the center of one little piece of your life where you have your Bible on your lap or you're at church. He wants to be the center of everything. And he didn't put us on earth in Genesis 1 and 2 just to spend all of our time at church or reading our Bibles and praying. We do those things in order to launch us into an entire life of worship that you can lead a business as an act of worship to Jesus. And you can coach a hockey team as an act of worship to Jesus. And you can drive a truck as an act of worship to Jesus because you are a human. And if you've accepted Jesus as your savior, you are a son or a daughter of Jesus Christ. So everything is spiritual. And that brings us to our vision statement for Crossview Church. This is the whole point. This is the whole purpose. This is why we get up in the morning. And this is our vision statement. Our goal is to worship Jesus in every area of our lives. Not just when we sing, although we, are, we love singing and we love praying. But not just with that. Our goal is to worship Jesus in every area of our lives, to spread the good news of forgiveness in him to everyone around us, and to do good works in his name. I'm going to say that again. Our goal is to worship Jesus in every area of our lives, to spread the good news of forgiveness in him, and to do good works in his name. In order to accomplish that vision, you know, there's many things as a church we're going to do because we're a community, right? And, you know, weddings and funerals and there's, there's this whole aspect of church. But there's four things we really want to focus on. There's four things we want to focus on. We, we conceive of them as pillars that hold up that vision. The goal is to worship Jesus with our whole lives. There's four things we want to focus on as a church, a Crossview Church, to help all of us as individuals and as a church to live that vision. And here's the four things. One is the pillar of everything is spiritual. That there's this lifelong act of discipleship. How do, we, how do we grow to make our marriages, our friendships, and our workplaces an act of worship? That's, that's a key thing. Number two, we want to propagate an intelligent biblical worldview or renew the mind. 
It's not enough. We believe in the Bible. You'll see in the, in the diagram there, the Bible is the foundation. Of course, we can't know who Jesus is. We can't know who God is apart from the Bible. But it's not enough in today's day and age with very smart people with very good questions. And by the way, why do people have so many of these darned questions? And I'll tell you why. Because we're made in the image of God. God loves questions. Because he, lo- he loves seekers. And so it's not enough for us just to preach the Bible Don't ask questions. This is what you need to believe. We want to propagate. We really believe that because God, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, that actually the intellect in the Bible can come together. And we want to propagate an intelligent, gracious, gracious, biblical worldview that is not afraid of hot topics, of of cultural, you know, big questions. We want to meet people in conversation. That's the important thing. I don't want to just be doing all the talking. Like I said, I'm looking forward to that after doubt group I'm going to be doing because we love questions. We love questioners and we love discussion and conversation. And third thing is we, we want to disciple people in character and emotional health. Emotional health is a phrase I love to use in the church because I feel it's so often we've taken commands from scripture and applied them to people's lives out of guilt, out of you know, fear some of those things. And I believe the Christian life, ultimately joy is a fruit of the spirit. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. That doesn't mean there aren't times of our lives when we don't feel joy, but joy is a fruit of the spirit. And that means as Christians, we shouldn't spend all of our time serving. We shouldn't spend so much time serving that we're worn out and no good at loving. And so we believe in an emotionally healthy life. And this is where discipleship comes in. On the seventh day, God rested. That means Christians should be good at rest. We should be good at play, we should be good at work, and we should be good at worship, and we should bring worship in everything we do. And lastly, justice and missions. In our vision state, we want to do, statement, we want to do good works in Jesus' name. And we are intentionally setting up this church that the goal is not to bring everyone in. Yes, we need service. And, and to pull these things off, we're going to have to serve each other as a community. But the goal is not to pull everyone out of the community so that you have no time to coach, that you have no time to teach, that you have no time to lead or, or in business or be successful. That's not the goal, so we can all be inside the church walls. Matthew 5, Jesus said, a city on a hill does not hide its light under a bowl. We want to be a launching pad where we make the best use of the time we have to send everybody out, to be the person God's made you to be for Jesus. I'm very passionate about that. So, I'm going to introduce you now to uh, someone who's less beautiful than Ladon, <laughs> much less beautiful, um, but he's going to come up here and we're going to talk about youth. I want to introduce to you uh, Caleb Duick. Many of you will know him already. And while he's coming up here, I'm going to throw something up on the screen. Caleb, uh, you want to grab your seat or let's get six feet apart here. Very good, yeah. Um, but four things you need to know before I start talking to Caleb. First of all, yes, we are going to have children's ministry. Yes, we're going to have a rocking youth group. Yes, we are looking into a couple of leads or, you know, we'll just leave that a little bit great. We are looking into where we could meet physically in a building, you know, once COVID allows for that. And yes, we're going to have church services on Sunday. We'll come back to some of those details later. I just wanted to throw those things out there, get a little bit of the shock factor out. Caleb, introduce yourself. What's your vision, your heart? Youth, what are we going to be doing with youth? Well, yes, I am Caleb and I am less beautiful than LaDawn. Yeah. Um, you know, I like you said uh, you and Ladon, or Ladon said you two met. Uh, you met the love of your life in 1996, 
And I too met the first love of my life in 1996 uh, in kindergarten because that's how old I was. Oh my! At that point, so it was, uh, yeah, I just turned five going into. It. <laughs> I actually kissed my first kiss of a girl, not my mother, was also in kindergarten. In, in kindergarten, I got a spanking for it. But anyway, look out! We're gonna have a ministry for kindergartners. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. necessary, apparently. Yeah. Mary Caputs. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Well, hello everyone out there on internet land. Um, yes, introduce myself and my family. That's what I need to do right now. Well, my name is Caleb Duick. There is probably somewhere here on the screen uh, a picture of my family. So uh, let me introduce you to them. My name is Caleb. I'm 29. Uh, the gorgeous gal beside me in this picture that I really hope is on the screen right now is uh, she's 28 years old. And her name is Katrina. Uh, the little monkey in the middle there is Asher. He is four years old. He's my oldest. Uh, the little blonde beach bum, uh, who's just so adorable there, he's three years old, his name is Judah. And then uh, the little girl in the dress, her name is Noah, and she is one years old. And we have another baby on the way coming in May, so how good? Yeah, awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's very good. Be fruitful and multiply. So, uh, yeah, um, my wife Katrina and I have been involved in, uh, this is going to be a good time. This is a good time. We, we I'm gotta, having fun with you. we got to keep it moving though. Yeah. Um, so, my wife Katrina and I um, and our whole team here are super, super passionate about ministering to youth and to families, about connecting with our youth in a way that meets them where they are at. Um, and uh, my wife and I have actually been involved in youth ministry in some way since we actually were in high school. Uh, since we were about 16 years old. We've been involved with youth all the way from then until, until now. Uh, we both volunteered in our small town youth group where we met. Also, that's where I met the true love of my life, uh, was at my small town youth group, and we both started volunteering right away with middle school students. And um, then after graduation, we both went off to Bible school, different parts of the world. I went to California. She went to Germany. Um, and then we got married right after that. Uh, and I did three years of post-secondary school, uh, I got a degree in church ministries, and uh, just because I love to spend money so much, I did another year of school after that, uh, and uh, that was at School of Ministers at Southland. And so during that whole time, um, I was volunteering with high school students and young adults um, for that kind of like five-year span. Um, and then I was hired in 2016 to do middle school ministry and did that for five years. So all in all, I've been working with youth for about 13 years now in some kind of capacity. Um, so yeah, passionate, love it, want to keep doing it. Um, yeah, so I want to, this is actually just so cool because of, I didn't see your notes, by the way, but I want to say what, uh, what our vision is for, for Crossview Youth. Um, and that is from birth to young adults, uh, we want to create a community of joy and grace where everyone is seen for who they are and can see Christ for who he is. So that statement, we want that to define um, our youth. Uh, we want them to be seen for who they are and also see Christ for who he is in that culture of joy and grace that we're talking about um, for this new church. So we're so, so excited. Um, uh, for young kids, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the, the gamut here. Um, so young kids starting right down at my age, kids and, uh, and older, we want to create a safe space where every need is taken into consideration. Huge part of this for us is going to be partnership with parents because mm -hmm. don't necessarily know the needs of the children, especially when they're so young, unless we are really, yeah. really connecting with parents. So we really want uh, to connect with and support you guys as parents. 
uh, with your kids. We also want our kids to fall in love with the Bible. We want to be retelling the stories of Scripture in fresh, unique, exciting, dynamic ways. Uh, and uh, a first step that we're going to take towards that is we're actually going to have Brad Clausen uh, coming on board to uh, help us with telling children's stories. And I'm going to come back to that a little later. Um, I don't think I was supposed to tease that yet, but I was just so excited. We'll talk more about that after. Um, yeah, for students in middle school and in high school, again, we want to create that safe space where students are seen for who they are and can see Christ for who he is, full of acceptance and grace for them. We want to help them to build a faith that is not easily shaken, that is, that is reasonable and relational, not religious. Um, that, is, that is huge. And actually, I just... Yeah, I want to say that again, a faith that is not easily shaken, that's relational and, and, and rational instead of religious. Uh, partnership with parents will again be key for our middle school and high school students. Another huge thing uh, that we're going to be emphasizing is partnership within the community. Mm -hmm. We want to be connecting with teachers, with coaches, yeah. with social workers, uh, mm -hmm. people who work with youth on a regular basis. We want to create a network and a, and a support and a, and a synergy if we can. Mm -hmm. um, very, very excited for that. And for our young adults, again, a community of grace and joy. A place so safe where the worst of us could be known. And we'd actually not be loved less, but more as we reveal that. Hmm. Everything that's on our hearts, everything about who we are. We want our young adults to feel confident in their faith. Not just in the ideas of their faith, but also in the application and activation of their faith. I would love to see young adults, small groups, uh, to meet on university campuses and in coffee shops and uh, like you said, going to where the people are rather than waiting for them to come to yeah. us as a, as a church, actually going and meeting within the community. So that's our passion for, um, for kids, youth, and young adults. Thanks for sharing that, uh, Caleb. Um, you know, I, I think back to when I was a young adult, uh, I would have loved like, going to university, um, spent four years in university, and I would have loved to have something, you know, in a coffee shop. I would have loved to have something where someone came to me at the university so, you know, might be some young adults watching this right now. What do they, what do, they do? What's coming? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, exams are coming. So, uh, study up. Um, and uh, I know you guys are, you just got tons of free time. So, we'll bombard <laughs> you with all kinds of stuff. No, actually, we're going we're gonna to wait on launching official small groups just yet. Um, however, we really want to start networking with you guys. We really want to start connecting with you, getting to know you uh, at just a conversational level. Um, so please, we're going to have a survey at the end uh, mm -hmm. of tonight um, that's going to allow you to express interest if you want to be involved in a small group. Um, so young adults, if you, you want to be involved in a small group, please express that. Uh, as well as if you want to lead, because we want to really already start connecting yeah. with leaders now in the spring and summer. If you're interested in leading one of those groups in a coffee yeah. shop or at a university, uh, we want to start already having conversations so we can strategize and brainstorm together. Um, and um, yeah, speaking of summer, I mean, we'll probably have a couple of community nights uh, over summer, uh, depending on where restrictions are at. We'll probably have some outdoor we'll have bonfires and uh, and just fun stuff to, to create that sense of joy and grace and kind of connection and community. Um, over the next few months here towards fall. Cool. What's going on with uh, children's ministry? Yeah, kids ministry. That? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kids ministry. We said it already. I said it already. Uh, we have somebody who is incredibly mm. gifted, yep. um, who is super passionate and also has um, experience yep. um, with uh, telling children's yep. stories. Um, um, do, we have, do we have a graphic? Wow. Yep. Yep. So, it's uh, up there right now. Junior Bear. 
Amazing. Brad Clausen is uh, an author, he's a storyteller, um, he's an amazing uh, person who just loves God and loves kids. And so uh, we're going to be bringing you weekly uh, kids features on Saturday mornings, your Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, we want to do, uh, yeah, weekly Bible stories yeah. um, or stories in an engaging way uh, for kids and for families to engage with. Uh, and stay tuned for some, uh, we want to start putting together some like family devotion resources for families as well so you guys can engage together with your kids. I should, I should just put in one, one more thing. Those of you who know Brad, uh, we just, they just showed the graphic there of uh, a couple of his, his uh, children's books. Brad's Passion, those, those books, like Junior Bear, it doesn't look like a Bible story. He literally has taken some of the hardest Bible stories to tell kids and, and, and turn them, yeah, exactly, and turn them into, into stories. His passion is to tell Bible stories, not to just tell nice kids' stories. His passion is to take Bible stories and communicate them in a way kids can understand through these Junior Bear characters. They're really great, and uh, he's a great storyteller, we're looking forward to that. Uh, one last thing here, Caleb, before we move on to the next section, and we're going to talk to uh, Bill Pipke, and we're going to talk about small groups and stuff. But if, if I'm a parent watching this right now, if I'm a high school student watching right now, how do I connect right now? How do I connect my kids right now yes. uh, to youth and what's going on here across Yeah, here? yeah. So I'm super excited to announce that coming already this Tuesday, we're going to be starting Instagram Live devotions for high school students. Uh, middle school students, young adults are also welcome to join. Uh, but every single Tuesday and Thursday from 7.30 to 8 a.m., we're going to be doing Instagram Live uh, devotions, kind of just opening the Bible together. Our, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at the Gospel of John. We're going to go through the Gospel of John. I'm calling it the Gospel of Representation, which uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a buzzword in our culture right now, representation. We need representation. So what does representation look like in the Gospel of John? You'll have to come on Tuesday and Thursday to find out. Now, I know spring break, is some of you are freaking out. 7, 7.30 to 8 a.m. on spring break. Well, I got a gift for you, okay? This one's free. From 8.30 to 9, 8.30 to 9, I don't know what that was. It was like the, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, so uh, 8.30 to 9 this week only, okay? This is a gift. You're welcome. I know some of you is like even 8.30, you got to get your coffee. That's all good. Bring your brain, your Bible, and a cup of coffee if your brain needs that. Um, because this week we're going to do 8.30 to 9. After that, it'll be 7.30 to 8 so we can get it in before school for those of you got um, later start. So, yes, Instagram devotions every Tuesday and Thursday. This week will be 8.30 to 9. After that, 7.30. Um, but, uh, yeah, now it's time to talk about how to contact me because obviously we're launching... Um, we're going to, we're going to launch this Instagram page and I'm going to launch it in just a minute here because we're going to go, we're going to go live right here live. Um, but first, uh, in order to synchronize with my lovely PowerPoint people, my good friends, um, they're ahead of you. <laughs> we got how to contact me. So my email is Caleb at crossviewchurch.ca and, uh, my Instagram is Caleb J. Duick. Um, literally just set it up like, uh, well, my wife set it up a while ago, but I only got on it yesterday. So here we go. We're going to have a fun ride. Um, so Caleb J. Duick, um, and then everything for, uh, again, high school students for youth, funneling it all to Crossview Youth on Instagram. So you go on Instagram, it's at Crossview Youth, one word, Crossview Youth, and we're going to launch that right now. 
just gonna take a quick selfie of Chris and I up here, and then that page will be live for you guys to go on at CrossViewU. So you ready? Oh, this is a, uh, yep, here we go. We're gonna take two, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, actually, can I dab in one of those? <laughs> I, just I don't know why I my flash is yeah, on. Once okay, all the lights mind. are here. No, you need to dab. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll dab. Here we go. This is... <laughs> I, I would be a cool youth leader. My kids think I wouldn't. But yeah. anyway. Well, Thanks, Caleb. That I, was awesome. I'm not sure if I... Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. yeah. This was great. And you can all be contacting Caleb already right now. So that was awesome. Thank you, Caleb. Um, I'm gonna get Bill Pipke to come up here. We have just a couple more sections. And after Bill, I'm gonna introduce you to, to uh, Orville Friesen, our, our board chair. But Bill's gonna come up here because Bill is uh, gonna be the point person. He's heading up our small groups. So Bill, why don't you take a, a few moments and you know, introduce yourself to everyone and, uh, and then give us a little bit of your heart and what's gonna be going on with small groups across for you. This is just such a remarkable night. Yeah. I'm sensing yeah. such a joy in this room at the studio. Yeah. And as I was sitting at the back, I was praying for you and LaDawn and for all of the team, but for everyone who's watching, that they would yeah. experience what we are here. Mm. This is a God thing. He is starting something yeah. that's going to be so very, very meaningful. Yeah. Uh, Shirley and I have been married for 43 years, so that's longer than the Dewey's and the Dirksons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And um, we have been involved in ministry for all of those years together. I pastored a church for 38 years, uh, four churches in that 38-year period, loved that ministry. And then God called us out of the pastorate to do international work and two ministries. And um, today we lead Bridging China and Africa, which is a ministry that works with our friends in China, our friends in Africa, and we are reaching out to Chinese who are in the continent of Africa. And they're there because of the One Belt, One Road initiative. And through things like CrossView, we'll be doing just serving their needs. Yeah. We have an opportunity to share our forever friend. And they become disciples. And then we're able to help them locate back into the province or city where they're from and be connected to mm -hmm. the family. So it's an amazing ministry. It is amazing. Yeah. The second thing we're doing is commissioning a lifestyle of integrity. And one of the great pandemics in our world is not only a virus, but it's corruption. Yeah. And corruption in Africa and all over is really devastating our, our globe. And so we are now in seven countries. We're in English and French. And we're not simply writing the best policies of anti-corruption, but we're working from a preventative side where we're helping people develop character, which we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And out of that growth of integrity as a person, countries can change, hmm. communities can change. And so we're working on that because we know that it's really through disciple-making communities that we can change the globe. And so here we are talking about disciple-making with the youth. We're talking about it in the church. And I believe that there's just an appetite amongst all of us for disciple-making experience. And if you're sitting there thinking, I really want to engage. I want to connect with some people. I'd like to have a meaningful learning experience. Yeah. Small groups is the place for you to yeah. come. And we're going to try to start something that will run right up until the long weekend 
of May, so about six weeks, mm -hmm. and some great topics, and uh, we'll provide covering and care for those who are going to come. So if you're already part of a small group somewhere, don't leave it. But if you want to come under the covering of Crossview, you can. If you'd like to get plugged in, you can contact us at smallgroups at crossviewchurch.ca. And if you contact us, fill in the survey, we'll respond. Uh, I believe that this is one of the most tangible ways, yeah. given the circumstances we're in mm -hmm. right now, for us to be a community, mm -hmm. for us to grow in our faith. And for us to enjoy uh, this time we're in. So let us know. The groups will be within the restrictions yep. that COVID has set. And so online or however those restrictions change, we will flex with that. We will give training that's needed. We'll provide guidelines. We just want to make it possible for people to have a very meaningful hour or so together. And it can be life transforming. Thank you so much, uh, Bill. I, I was just so glad. I didn't know what we were going to do as small groups for right now because I wasn't sure who's going to do this. And I was just talking to Bill because we talk weekly, uh, which I really enjoy. But uh, And he said to me, look, I just have a passion for this. I want to do it. By the way, one of the other reasons I have, uh, I'm so excited that he's on our board and, and a part of this is the mission side. You saw one of our four pillars there for worshiping Jesus with, with everything is the justice of missions, uh, doing good works in the name of Jesus. And Bill is going to connect our church with, with uh, be a connection for us. There'll be many missions and ministry opportunities and his lifelong connections in ministry and missions, which is awesome. But um, Bill, maybe just tell us a little bit about, I, I don't I didn't remember you saying anything just now about, about the, your integrity small groups. I just went, I just went through uh, 13 weeks. I think we were 13 weeks together. Right. Uh, I've been part of a group with Bill and, and no doubt a bunch of the rest of you uh, from our group are watching this right now, but... Uh, Bill has been leading a group of us, about 10 of us, in a, in a study. He's, he's written a book on integrity for small groups to do. It's awesome. We're going to have a bunch of these groups, you know, over the years running through our church. But do you want to just tell us a little bit about your integrity small groups? Well, integrity is something that everyone says, well, it's our value. And when you ask them, well, what is it? Well, that's where we're hard-pressed. Yeah. And so what we've done is we've taken the message of integrity and put it into six core ingredients. We call them pillars of integrity. And we help people to learn how to live a life of integrity. Yeah. What are the things that you need to implement on a daily basis that will assure you that you're living a life yeah. of integrity? And it's not just information, it's application of what you're learning. So that leads to transformation. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll be for all the small groups. That's awesome. Uh, in terms of uh, information, what kind of groups we're running, when and all this sort of stuff, uh, what, what should people be waiting for or expecting? Well, fill in the survey tonight. And then if you have... Fill in the survey. Fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> if you have more questions, mm -hmm. again, small groups, obvious, small groups at crossviewchurch.ca. And just ask your question. We'll get back to you right away. Yeah. Uh, I've got a team of people, great people working together with me. And uh, we'll help you to understand in the days to come what some yeah. of the topics are, like family and parenting. You're talking about after, after doubt. After yeah. doubt, uh, someone's going to do a, one on integrity. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and we're For going sure. to <laughs> do one on prayer, a book of the Bible. Uh, there's dying with health. 
Yeah. And uh, there's different topics that yeah. we're going to put out there for you to consider being a part of. We'll learn well in six weeks. Yeah. But the big thing will be relationships. Yeah. Where we'll connect. Yeah. And uh, stand together, pray together. Uh, that's what's going to form the, mm. the church is that sense of community. And what, uh, when, what week, what date are these six-week groups going to start? Well, we hope to start them the second week of April. So after the second Sunday of April, we'll start them yeah. out then. And people can go morning, evening, any day of the week. Yeah. Uh, and so the time that suits them, we'll try to facilitate that. Thank you, Bill. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, all the help you're giving. Just uh, really appreciate it. It was awesome. So that's Bill Pipke. By the way, just so you know, I'm going to call uh, Orville Friesen up here, our board chair. Um, but I just want to tell you one more thing. Uh, I believe in preaching teams. So up to this point, because we haven't had Crossview Church going yet, it's just been me. And I hate the me show. I'm tired of me. Uh, so just so you know, there is going to be a preaching team. Uh, we've got three or four people. Caleb is, is, is going to be speaking. But Bill Pipke is actually going to be the first non-Chris Dirksen speaker, April 25th. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, he's going to be speaking on April 25th, and he'll be part of this preaching team. And I just believe he has so much to, uh, to uh, teach us, and you're going to enjoy his preaching and teaching. He's just a wonderful man. Um, he's another wonderful guy, Orville Friesen, uh, who has been a prayer partner of mine for years, and uh, it's been a joy getting to know him and his wisdom and all of that. And Orville, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and talk about our, yourself and the board and kind of all that sort of stuff with CrossFit. Absolutely. First of all, I can confirm without a doubt that I will not be on the preaching team. So you know, <laughs> they all know that going yeah. in. Yes, my name is Orville Friesen. I'm on the I'm the chair of the Crossview Church Board of Elders. Uh, before I get to the board stuff, I want to just talk a little bit about who I am. April and I have been married for almost 35 years. It's coming up in, in May, and so it's amazing how the years fly by. We have three grown daughters, uh, all married, all living in the Steinbeck region, and a grandson who's between two and a half and three years old and providing an awful lot of joy in our lives. It's so fun to watch him. I work for XL Door Cooperative. Those of you who don't know who that is, you might be familiar with Granny's Poultry. That's the former name. And what do I do at XL Door? I work with farmers every day of the week. I work in the live operations and member relations part of that business. So you might be sitting at home going, what's the deal with having a board? What does a board do? Why, why do we have one? And so I'm gonna talk a little bit about that. The main role that the board has that the Crossview Board has is when we look at and listen to what Chris just talked about as far as the mission and the vision and what we want to do and why we want to do it, what we feel God's calling us to, the board's role is to ensure that we are moving along that trajectory. That's really, really important to us, that there's consistency, that the programming that we have, the things that we're doing, that we're trying to do, that we're considering doing, that they align and so that we're all sort of moving in the same direction. That's very, very important to us. Uh, about two months ago, Chris introduced his advisory team uh, via Zoom one night, and uh, all the people who are on the Crossview Board of Members, uh, Board of Elders today, are people that were on the advisory team. So we've been meeting with Chris via Zoom. Yeah. It's almost all been via Zoom for uh, since the beginning of January. I'm so thankful for Zoom though, because if it was conference calls, I think that would have really driven us nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so we're thankful for the technology. There's been an awful lot of meetings, and as you can imagine, at this point in our journey. So many things to talk about and pray about and discuss and work through and banter about ideas. And that's actually had a really good side benefit, and that is that we've gotten to talk a lot. And so we get yeah. to know each other as board, yeah. as board and Chris. And so that's been really good for relationship building. 
when I came on the advisory team, I was really pleased with sort of the diversity on, on uh, that team and now which was on the board. And I think that's important because when you get people from a wide variety of backgrounds and life experiences and ages, you get really good discussion going and, and that's, mm -hmm. very, yep. that's very good. So we've got young guys like Eric over there on our board <laughs> and we've got old guys like me and uh, parents and grandparents. We've got someone from a real estate background. We've got people who are involved in construction. We've got someone from a healthcare background. I've been in agriculture all of my career, and and uh, there's someone from retail. So there's just a wide variety that we've got, and that spawns some very very good yeah. and lively discussion, which mm -hmm. has been fantastic. So, a couple of more sort of detail things on on the board. So we have seven members on our on our board of elders. If you see our constitution, which I think is up on our website yes, at crossviewchurch.ca, you'll see yep. that it says seven to nine board members. And so over time, we want to go from seven to nine board members. One of the things that we're really passionate about and believe in is that there needs to be a rate of change on the board. We think that's very important. It's, I think it's healthy for the church, for yeah. Chris's relationship with the board and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. And you might ask, well, what's the healthy rate of change? And what we've talked about and, and pondered, and we discussed this a lot, what's going to happen is that Crossview church members are going to elect people onto the board of elders for three-year terms. And there's also term limits. So there's two terms. After you're done your two terms, then you step off and you make room for new ideas, new people. And we think that's a healthy approach to the structure that we've got for the church. I want to talk a little bit about accountability, and that's, it's actually a very simple structure. So anyone who's on staff at the church, directly or indirectly, answers to this fine gentleman here. Chris answers to the board, and the board answers to the church membership. So it's quite simple, and we just believe that to have something that's clear and defined and easy to understand from an accountability perspective is just very good to uh, work at right from the beginning. Relationship is incredibly important to this board, and I'm talking now about relationship specifically with Chris. It's so important that we work together closely, that we dialogue a lot, that we meet that we look at the things coming at us, and because we've got that diversity, it's not just one person's yeah. good ideas. Yeah. It's, it's everybody working together, and we're being very intentional about that relationship. Chris and I meet every week for about an hour, tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow morning, yep, yep, right and early. We'll have coffee in hand, and we will <laughs> yeah. be on Zoom somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that's part of the commitment to, to this culture of relationship that we want mm -hmm. to have between the leadership and the lead pastor. And then when it comes to relationship, the board also wants relationship with everybody in the church. And so there's different ways that we can communicate with the church. One is the statement of faith and the constitution that are on the church website. That's one way of communicating, but that's only one way communication. Yeah. We want dialogue. And so we've got an email address set up. It's board at crossviewchurch.ca. Pardon me. We would love it if you guys would reach out with your questions, comments, concerns, whatever. Like we want to hear from you. We will respond. And we've got some ideas about how to engage with you in other ways in the future. But that, that dialogue is what we're certainly looking for in this church. COVID has affected all of us. I think we might not all agree on how it's affected us, but it has affected all of us. And certainly our society is more online adapting than we yeah. were uh, before. Shucks, I'm buying stuff on Amazon now, and who would have thunk that would happen? <laughs> so we believe actually as a, as a Crossview leadership team, though, that that, that COVID thing, that's actually been a bit of a, a reset on yeah. some things, even church-related, and we think people think about church differently and maybe are going to do church a little differently than they did in the past. And so what you're going to see going forward as Crossview develops as our resource base grows and all that kind of stuff, you're going to see a, a dual-pronged approach. 
There's going to be an online presence and there's going to be time and energy and resources and staff yeah. at that. And there will also be the in-person stuff, which we've all been longing for now for the past year. We really, really wanted that. So it's going to be a blend of both as we grow and, and develop as a church. We believe that God's got lots of great work for Crossview to do in the community as a, as a local church mm -hmm. in this region. Lots of it. Certainly some of it's going to be inside the proverbial four church walls where there's going to be programming, as Chris has talked about, and Caleb for different ages, from the very young to the yep. people like me, and, and everyone in between. That's important because we want a place to have community, to grow, mm -hmm. to learn, to be challenged. And then, as Chris also talked about, there's all the rest of life that yep. happens outside a church, and we believe that that is as important or more important, yep. that we're bright lights for Jesus out there in the community, just as we do life, as we shop for groceries, yep. buy gas, yeah. Whatever we're going to be working, playing, you name it. So I appreciate everybody logging on tonight and uh, tuning in for this vision night and look forward to meeting you all in person. Thank you so much for that, Orville. Um, would you be able to just give everybody just a quick update um, on giving, charitable status, that sort of stuff? Yes. So I believe on the website there is a place where you can give. I think yes. there's, there's yes. now a, a way to do that. Yeah. So when it comes to charitable status, that's a process that we have to go through with uh, with our government, our federal government. You have to apply to become a registered charity. We're in the middle of that right now, and so the application's almost ready to be sent off to the government types, and then we will wait and hope that COVID doesn't sort of derail yeah. that thing coming. Yes. But uh, certainly that we're moving that along as fast as we can to get that charitable status. Yeah. Because once you've got that, then you can issue receipts at the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. So you can begin to give. And we'll talk a little. I'll give you a few more details in just a few moments. We're coming towards the end here and then to the Q&A. Uh, we're going to give you information on the giving. Um, so you can give to Crossview Church immediately. However, at this point in time, one of our big prayer requests is that the charitable application, which can take months, would move along quickly. Uh, because you can give, but we won't be able to give you a charitable receipt uh, until we have the charitable status. So Yes, and we've heard good stories and bad stories about how fast that goes. Yes. So we're trying to focus on the good ones and yes. praying about it. Yes, that's absolutely. This whole thing that's is where we're at. <laughs> just, uh, just a work of faith. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say to everybody before we move on to the final details in the Q&A? Just that, I mean, we're, we're early into this thing. I have been thoroughly challenged by the process so mm. far and enjoyed it at the same time. So it's been good. I'm I'm very excited about what the future is going to hold and working together with lots yeah. of great people. You know, it's been such a joy. Uh, thank you, Orville. And uh, I just want to say a huge thanks. And I wish I could have them. Again, because of COVID, and we're not complaining. We want to be safe. We want to do things right, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so that's, you know, so we're, we're behaving. I just wish, uh, uh, was, I probably shouldn't move my chair that quickly. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I wish I could just show you, though, everybody who's already involved with Crossview, the board, and so much time. We've, we've literally, since over the last three months, we've been meeting. I mean, it wasn't the board at first. It was the advisory team. But we've been meeting every week, Monday night. I've been meeting with Orville every Friday morning. Uh, these people are putting in a ton of time helping us with the, you know, government stuff and getting bank accounts and set up and all that sort of stuff. Just amazing, uh, amazing people. All right. Um, Ladon, did you want to join me for this last part? You don't have to. But I love it when you're here. I guess once I said that, she probably did. <laughs> it would have been awkward if she didn't come. Uh, so three final things. Right now, as I speak, a survey form is being sent out, I think. 
Uh, yeah, it is. I'm getting a thumbs up. They can go to the website and it's on there. Yeah, and you can, it out. okay, and you can go to the website too, but <laughs> it's getting emailed out. You can go to the website, crossviewchurch.ca. That's crossviewchurch.ca. There's a survey. Um, we would love for you to take a few moments and fill that out. If you would even begin to, if you want to do it right now, while I throw out some other details, you can do it right now. If you would do it tonight, we would love that. We have worked really hard to make it a short and easy to use survey. It, should, it shouldn't take you more than just, you know, several minutes. And I, I don't think I'm lying. We went through it as a team the other day. It's, it's pretty quick. It should be easy to follow. And, uh, and it's for everyone. So we're not looking right now tonight. You know, people, you don't just make a commitment uh, necessarily immediately. So there's going to be a whole bunch of different groups of people watching this right now. Some of you are, I mean, you know us very well already and, and you feel called to this vision and you're going, I'm in. You want to make a commitment. You want to start giving. You want to get involved. Awesome. Some of you are going, I just want to see if this plane is going to crash before I jump on. Totally cool. I get that. Um, we get that. That's awesome. Check us out for a while. That's okay. But even for those of you who feel like that, please fill out a form. Even if you're just watching and you're like, eh, I don't know, I don't know if this vision connects with me. Uh, I think God's got another place, another church for me. He does. There's lots of other great churches out there. But even if you, anybody who's watching, it helps us right now uh, to hear from you. And certainly if you're in any way planning to check us out, we would love to hear from you. We want to know uh, if you have kids or not, because we want to reach out. Caleb is a pastor's pastor. He wants to minister to your kids, and, and he will be a blessing to them. He's been a blessing to our kids. And so please fill out that form, and, uh, and we will get back to you in the next, you know, in the coming weeks. We hope it's quick. I don't want to make promises I can't keep, but we as a board, we're going to be getting back. You're going to get an email back, but we are going to be phoning people and, uh, and talking to people because we just want to get to know you. This, this is about relationships and, uh, and that's really important to us. So that's a survey. It's, go it's gone out. It's going out right now. You can also go to our website and check it out. Um, two more things to give you a few more details. Church services details, okay? Church services details. Um, so we're going to move up to now. It's just been me talking, right? So uh, we did 11 weeks, nine weeks of Genesis and uh, two weeks of hell. I mean, talking about hell. Uh, hopefully they weren't hell. I should just move on. Okay, so, um, so, but we did 11 weeks of just me teaching on Thursday nights, which was fun. That was fun for me. Um, but that's not church. That's just teaching. Um, so we're going to move to, to more church now. And so our first service, we're going to be doing Sunday mornings. Okay, and I know some of you are like, oh, I love Thursday nights. Others are going, yay, Sunday mornings. Uh, you know, there's not going to be one time that, that matches everyone, but we're going to be starting Easter as our first service. So, so this week is our last Thursday night. We're saying goodbye to, to Thursday nights, at least for now. Um, uh, for this, we're going to move to Sunday morning starting April 4th. will be our next service after this one. It'll be a Sunday morning. We're going to do them at 10 a.m. And they're going to be all online, okay? So we're not in a building yet. And by the way, just so you know, just so you kind of know our plans, I, I can't tell you too much. I can't promise you uh, anything. We are looking, obviously we want to have a physical presence where we can be together physically. We are not interested in some, uh, you know, jumping into some huge building project. There's, you know, we're looking at some really creative ideas and using building space that's already out there and being creative and flexible. That's what we want to do. And so uh, even as you're giving and thinking about giving, you can uh, keep that in mind. Um, basically, you know, me and Caleb and, and Kylo, we just, we just want to do this. We just, we've been throwing our lives into this already for several months and we just want to do this. And, 
And so that'd be awesome. So we're going to be live streaming Sunday mornings. And, but it won't just be me preaching. Now, we won't have, a worship, we won't have worship yet in terms of singing. Uh, that will come to someday. And we look forward to that. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to have other stuff we're going to do uh, to start the service. We're going to have a time of prayer together. One of the things we're really passionate about, one of the things I'm very passionate about, that we're passionate about, Caleb's passionate about, is this book is full of prayers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I think it was John Calvin. And I'm not a big John Calvin guy, okay? More of a Jesus guy myself. But anyway, um, but I think it was John Calvin that said, uh, public worship should inform private worship. He was talking about prayer. And, uh, and so we, and, and he, he was talking about discipling people and how to pray the Bible by doing it together at church. And so the Bible is full of prayers. And I'm not just talking about the Psalms or the Lord's Prayer. The Bible is full of stories of people praying. One of my favorite prayers the last few months has been Cain's prayer in Genesis 4. Lord, my punishment is too hard for me to bear. Those are wonderful prayers. Job has some prayers. There's lamentation prayers. There's happy prayers. There's mad prayers. And so we're going to have a segment in our services, uh, not led by me, led by other people from the team, where we're going to teach you in a, in a small segment, not the message, where we're going to teach you prayers from the Bible, and we're going to learn to pray them together as a church. And then we're also going to have guests, and Caleb's going to help me with that. We're going to have some fun stuff. We're going to have guests and interviews and testimonies. We won't have the music part yet, so, you know, I apologize for that, but I'd be apologizing more if it was just me singing. Uh, that would be really bad and it wouldn't be worshipful. Um, so I'm going to stick in my area of gifting. So that's going to be the services. And like Caleb said before, there's going to be children's men uh, stories, you know, 15 minutes or, or so videos that uh, Brad Clawson is going to be putting out, taking Bible stories and putting them for kids, which is going to be awesome. Uh, last of all, the giving. Um, again, no pressure. We don't want anyone ever to give out a guilt. We want you to give out a faith and joy. But if you tonight feel called to this vision that we feel God calling us to, uh, would you consider giving? And it's not, uh, you know, we're not starting some huge project, but we're looking for a building. And, uh, and to get some, some of the staff here, Kylo, me and Caleb going with doing the ministry and stuff, that'd be awesome. And if, and if you want to do that, you can start giving. Like I said before, it's going to be even more sacrificial than usual because at first we can't give you a charitable receipt. Um, but everything's done with integrity. Uh, you can write out checks to Crossview Church. Yeah, I don't know why I was going to put .ca because it's not .ca. That's an <laughs> internet thing. Um, you know, that interweb thing. Um, but you can write out checks to Crossview Church or you can do e-transfers. We love e-transfers. You can send e-transfers to e-transfer at crossviewchurch.ca. So I think all that's up on the screen. You can send e-transfers to e-transfer@crossviewchurch.ca. And for those of you who want, We've had people ask us for that already, who have started to do that already, who uh, you can set up automatic giving through that if that helps you and it's easier to remember and all that sort of stuff. You can mail your checks to Crossview Church and there's an address. Now, a whole bunch of you are going to rush there and go, they have a building already. We do not have a building, okay? We are, uh, you know, Susan Penner and Life's Vision has been super awesome to us. And we get to use this as kind of a, a mailing address and a studio and things like that. Really amazing ministry and mission. And they're being very generous to us right now. But you can mail checks to Crossview Church, Unit E, 98 Brand Street, Steinbeck, Manitoba. And, uh, and then, of course, you can be praying with us about building and all that sort of stuff. I want to say one more thing, and then we're going to close in prayer. And then uh, we can have the live Q&A. It looks like we've had some questions come in. Yep. Um, and, uh, but just before we pray, I want to say this. We got a big vision. 
We really do. We feel God's calling us to it. If you're expecting that vision to be reality in the next seven days, in the next three months, in the next six months, not going to happen. The vision is a lifelong goal that, I, that we want to, we feel God calling us to, and we really feel called to this community. That's just a, a reality. LaDawn and I, again, this last year have felt that really confirmed. We love this place. And for those of you following online, we love you too. We love the online community too. Um, but we feel called to be rooted here in Manitoba physically. And so we're going to work at this. But this is not going to happen overnight. And it's not going to happen just by me and Caleb and Kylo anyway. A church is a community. And so we're going to have to build this together. And you're going to have to have a whole bunch of patience as we watch God begin to move and make this happen. And so uh, we're just people. And we're going to move forward slowly but surely. And we pray that, that God is going to bless and fulfill what we think is his heart for this area. And for those of you online who are watching, I'm going to call up Eric Entz, who I love to death. And all of you is going to learn to love to death. He's on our board. Nobody loves people more than Eric, uh, honestly. Uh, he loves people. He loves you. He loves me. He loves everyone. Um, he loves his family. And he loves prayer. And uh, Eric is just gonna is just gonna pray. He's gonna pray over us, but not just over us. This isn't about me and Ladon. We're just more representative of something. He's praying for everybody that's gonna call Crossview Church their family. And so uh, Eric, pray for us. <laughs> awesome. All right. And all of you out there, if you want to just even just raise your hand towards mm. towards the screen or or whatever you're looking at, we just want to really bless uh, Chris and Ladon for for stepping out and doing what they've been doing and for the board and everyone else that's involved. So, oh Jesus, you are so good. You are so good to us. Here we are, vision night. And it's so exciting. We've been waiting for this, this evening. And yet this is just real, really where it begins. This is where we start. And Jesus, we come to you. We come to you because we need you. This is about you. You showed us what it looked like to get involved in community. You did not hang out inside church buildings. You walked out into the community and touched the people there. There's a lot of hurting people in our community, and they need to be reached. And we feel that you have called us to do that. So I just pray, Jesus, that you would give us the direction, give us the courage, the confidence, yeah. and the joy yeah. to go and impact the way you have called us mm. to. That is going to be so good. I'm so mm. looking forward to it, Jesus. And I just, in the meantime, I just pray that you would just bless Chris and LaDawn for stepping out, for making such an impact in my life, encouraging me. And then now stepping out in what you're calling them to do and bring to this community together with a phenomenal group of people. But I just pray that they would feel so much love and support coming from the board, coming from anybody and everybody involved in this new Crossview Church. Hmm. Jesus, I thank you for them. Hmm. Protect them. Bless them. Bless their children. Protect them and help them to know that you are with them wherever they go. Whatever this looks like moving forward, it, there's going to be some scary times, I'm sure. There's going to be exciting times, but you are there all the time. And we are so thankful for that. 
So Jesus, just be with us as we move forward. Continue to give us direction and guidance and wisdom. And we bless you and we want you to be glorified here now and moving forward in everything that we do. In your precious name I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks everyone. That's the uh, official recorded part of the night, which uh, there will be many people who will be watching this uh, later on who couldn't watch it with us live. And now we're going to cut off that portion and we're going to move to the live Q&A for those of you who are here with us live today. Awesome. Okay, so there was quite a few questions when Caleb was up here asking um, what uh, the plan is for special needs kids. So, and if we're going to be intentional with um, supporting them and families with them. Caleb, do you want to come? So, special needs kids, what are we going to do with special needs kids? Caleb, can you come up here and social distance and stand on camera somehow? We will uh, shift because we've talked about this. We care about this a lot. Yeah. And Caleb does. And maybe even just a little bit of your history, your own family and stuff. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, um... I have, a, I, have a, I have a younger brother who um, uh, has, has special considerations, um, and he's six years younger than me, and uh, we've got an awesome relationship, um, and uh, my parents are, um, <coughs> they're definitely two of my, uh, just my heroes in life with the way they model, um, yeah, just love. Um, and uh, specifically love for the least of these. Um, both my parents have uh, worked with people with special needs um, for long periods of time. My mom still does. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're passionate about it. I'm passionate about it, I know you are. Um, and uh, we wanna do our best. Um, but uh, we, don't, we don't presume to be, um, to be experts. And uh, really, I mean, with anybody who uh, works with anybody with special considerations, you know that uh, it's, None of us feel like experts. Um, uh, and so what we want to do is we want to partner with parents uh, in that we want to know what are the mm -hmm. needs of your kids. We want to know what those needs are. We want to strategize together mm -hmm. with you. Uh, we don't want to presume that we know, that we have a system that will work um, because often it's just total customization for every single uh, one of these beautiful, special, unique kids. And, and, and for all of our kids, there's, um, you know, there's that element of... Um, what do, what do you need? Just you. What, what did just you need um, from, from us and from this program, what we're doing relationally here? And so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be uh, starting with conversations. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'll put myself out there. Um, I, I mean, I already did. You already have my contact information. Um, and if not, someone can repost it um, because uh, I want you to reach out to me. Um, email me. Let's, let's talk. Let's start having conversations. I've already had um, a couple of phone calls. Um, with, um, with parents who are um, wondering what, what we're going to do. And what we're going to start with doing is start with talking to you. So that's the next step. If you have uh, special needs kids or you know of some of special needs kids, talk to Caleb. It's one of the reasons uh, our heart in this ministry um, is that this, it's not a bother. Nobody is a bother. It doesn't matter what your struggles are in life. And that's what I love about Caleb. He has experience in this area. Again, we don't know everything, but we'll talk to you. And we, we just embrace the challenge. We actually embrace the challenge. We want any human being to be welcome and safe in this place. Yeah. So, yeah. Seen for who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Absolutely. Do you know what I should do next? Was there any other before I leave? I yeah, mean, before you leave. Come back. Were there any before Caleb? 
Sweet. Uh, I'm just going to look at something here. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe volunteering. How do they volunteer? Survey. Yeah. Do yes. It. Fill it out. Fill out do that survey. Do the survey, yes. Do volunteering the, yeah. small groups. All the categories for serving yes. uh, volunteering are on there. So, yeah. yes, please fill that out so we can yes. get in contact with you. Yeah. Know who in the world you are. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, my more beautiful counterpart can come up. Come up. <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, let me take over this. Yeah. yeah. I just want to exit out. I'm like. Oh. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, you answered about the worship ministry. We're not listening to you sing every week. No, no, no. It'll be in the in the in the future. Oh, go away. Um. Oh, yes. Um, uh, question, preaching team. Preaching team, you know, Bill Pipke, Caleb, uh, those of you who know uh, Tom Dick, he's, he's involved behind the scenes with a lot of this stuff too. He's also going to be leading one of the uh, six-week small group courses we're doing. Uh, love that guy. Tom, if you're watching right now, I know we're getting questions, uh, some of that there too, like who's all involved in this and, and that sort of thing. Those of you who know Tom, awesome guy. And, uh, yeah, he's a part of this with us, too. And it's been a huge help to us behind the scenes. So, really good. Oh, people like this Q&A. We plan to keep doing it after, yes. we, yeah. Yep. Once Even we start Sunday mornings, Sunday we'll still do Q&As. Those of you who don't like it, you can just turn it off. Yeah. And uh, those of you who like it, we're going to do it. It's at the end anyway, right? So it's fun. Yeah, we like doing it. And even, even when we're in a building, by the way, and I don't know, maybe it'll just get so dorky, but I'm dorky. <laughs> I'm just owning it. So, I like Q&A. Uh, I love uh, just that engagement. I think it just says something. It, it, there's just an openness that uh, we, we want there to be a connection between those of us who are preaching and, and all of you guys. And Yeah. yeah. And especially when it's online because it, it's yeah. hard to feel like it's a community. So yeah. this is the piece that kind of helps to do that for now. So By the yeah. way, again, big dreams, just speaking of online. So right now we don't have a building. We're praying about lots of stuff. We're praying about charitable status. We're praying about, you know, when can we physically meet and how will we do that? And we have such an awesome board. And if it wasn't for them, we'd be hopeless. We'd be up the river without a paddle. Um, oh, that got me distracted. <laughs> yes, online. we have lots of dreams. So online, community is so important. But how do you yeah. do that when everybody's home alone in their basements watching? So we're also exploring some stuff there. We're dreaming. And I hope, I hope we can bring some of that together. But wouldn't it be great? To be able to watch with people online and stuff like that. So we're, we're looking into that. And those of you who can do that already, you know, if you can watch with someone or you know how to watch with people, do that. It's so nice to have some faces on a screen when you're watching a service together. So we are going to experiment with that. Yeah. Some questions just about um, what the cell group options will be and uh, the different kinds of materials being offered or, or how, like, what the groups will be formatted like. And I think all of that will come out of once people sign up, they'll get yes. information. And, well, and Bill yeah. has a couple of thoughts already. Bill, did you want to just speak to format or do you want me just to say a couple of things about the format? Uh, so these, first of all, if you're already in a small group, why would you quit your small group? Uh, you can contact, Bill's got a little bit of a team already. Uh, he's got a couple of ladies helping him already. And uh, so that's going to be awesome. So you can contact them at smallgroups at crossviewchurch.ca. So don't forget that. Um, but if you're already leading a group and you just want some support or materials, encouragement, or whatever, mm -hmm. get a hold of, of us. Bill will get back to you. Bill or one of the team. And uh, they're going to give training, encouragement, all that sort of stuff. So, And by the way, you might be saying, yeah, but I have people in my group who aren't necessarily all going to Crossview. Great. Cool. 
you know, one of the reasons we have the name Crossview is because it's not about our church versus other churches. Uh, one of the things I just really believe is that uh, just because you come to this church, some of your closest friends where you're getting accountability and stuff uh, might actually be at other churches. So does that mean then you have to have all, you, then you have to find time to have all these other friends, plus you have to have a Crossview small group. Well, why would you have to do that? What you need is you need people in your life. You need accountability. You need encouragement. You need pastoring. If you're getting that somewhere and then you're coming to Crossview, you know, for, for teaching and other kinds of connection and, and serving and discipleship, great. That's awesome to us. You don't need to break up your group. So if you're already in a group, that's awesome. If you're a small group leader, let us know, you know, be in contact with us and we want to support you. If that's what you want, we want to support you. In terms of the six-week groups, they're going to run, um, and I've been in a group with Bill now for three months on one of his integrity small groups. I love the way they run. Ours happened to run in the morning. We ran for 60 minutes. He's very relational. The way he runs his groups is relational, and you still get the discipleship. We would be together for one hour. We didn't waste any time, and yet you just felt connected. We felt connected with each other. We learned great stuff. We applied it. We had material during the week. And so that's the way these six-week groups are going to go as well. Um, they're going to run about an hour long. And they're going to have to be online because that's just the reality of COVID. We're just going to make the best of it. We're going to get to know each other, but we're also going to grow. We're going to learn some great stuff. Mm -hmm. So, And your six-week course, information for that will be online? Yes, the after doubt. We'll get all that out there. I want a whole bunch of you to sign up for that. I want a whole bunch of you to sign up for all of them. That's going to be a great one, though. It just, it's going to be awesome. Okay, that's all that's come in, unless you guys have any more. Um, but any other things you want to add? Rabbit trails you missed? <laughs> no, I want to start a podcast. Oh, that's And we are going to start yeah. a podcast. And by the way, Tom Dick's going to be a part of that one too. But Tom and a couple of my, uh, my friends out there, we're going to start a podcast. We believe that's part of, that's part of how we got to reach people. I would love, now different people think different things. And I can't remember now if Kylo agrees with me or not. And usually if we disagree, he's right. I would like to call the podcast The Rabbit Trail. I don't even think I came up with that. Oh, oh Kyle likes yeah. that. So then it must be a good idea. <laughs> but I want to do a podcast. Yeah. People eat up podcasts. And it's a great way. You can't get all the information in on a Sunday morning. But you can deal with cultural hot topics. You have discussions. Yeah. And I want to do a discussion format. Um, and invite some of my other friends that you're going to get to know there too. And have, have other people on there. But at some point, that's what we want to do as well. Once we get this thing started. Now, are you going to sleep somewhere in there? Um, <laughs> you got a yeah. lot of dreams. I'm going to sleep with you. Anyway. <laughs> Shouldn't said that. that was the live Q&A. <laughs> oh, buddy. Okay, we should probably call this to an end. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Oh, yeah. We love you. Fill out the survey. Yep. We're going to see you on Easter, and we're going to have yeah. communion. Right. So get, yeah. uh, get your uh, unfermented wine ready, and your crackers, crackers. and uh, April 4th we'll see you, and we're going to start a series on the cross. Good night. <laughs>